This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Yesterday, officially, the Washington Commanders agreeing to terms with former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Biennemi to be the team's next head coach, excuse me, the next team's next offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Uh, It's a multi-year deal for Eric Biennemi and the big thing and the big positive for Biennemi, man, is the autonomy he's going to get being the offensive coordinator on a Ron Rivera-led staff, being able to go out and sign your own guys uh, and build your own staff from quarterbacks coach to wide receivers coach and really just put your fingerprints on what this 2023 Washington Commanders offense is going to look like. A couple segments back, we looked at who was going to be some of the big beneficiaries of Eric Biennemi coming here to town, man. I listed Sam Howell uh, because of, you know, Eric Biennemi and, the great ability he has to tailor the offense to the strengths of his personnel. I also think Terry McLaurin, man, because one thing we saw with Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City, specifically this year and really, you know, the past couple of years as well, everyone this year completely understood the assignment when it comes to trying to stop this Kansas City Chiefs offense, right? Everything lives and dies by number 87, Travis Kelsey. And every week, Eric Bieniemy kept finding different ways to scheme Travis Kelsey open and force feed him the football. I know as being a Commanders fan last year, how frustrating it was being, you know, three quarters into a football game and Terry McLaurin only has one target and one reception. That's not going to be the case this year uh, with Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator. I know that's probably going to be his number one order of business, man, is making sure he does his best to get the big-time players on this offense, the football I expect to see a lot of Terry McLaurin, a lot of Jahan Dotson, a lot of Curtis Samuel. Washington's got weapons, man, so I expect Eric Bieniemy uh, to do the damn thing with him. Anthony's in D.C. wants to tap in. What's going on, Anthony? Hey, what's up? How you doing today, man? Hey, thanks for uh, for taking the call, Will. I think that that the uh, Scans fans should be, well, Commanders fans, should be definitely excited um, for Eric Bieniemy. He's an offensive guru. I think that he's going to take our offense to the next level, put guys in the right spot to be successful. That's it, buddy? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, I it. I just want to make sure that, that people understand that yeah. we got somebody to know what they're doing. Yeah, I appreciate the call, buddy. Yeah, like that's that's really the difference that I feel like a lot of us, as we get closer to the start of the season, are going to realize is, man, this guy's really good at scheming things up, right? That's been... The big issue here for Washington offensively is the inability to get the key guys to football on a consistent basis, right? We saw where Scott Turner had a vision for Curtis Samuel when they signed him last year in free agency. Obviously, his health uh, played a lot 
played into, you know, the lack of success that he had in that first year. Uh, but last year even, you know, it felt like, man, every time they get Curtis Samuel the football, good things happen. But it still felt like it just didn't happen enough. I feel like Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, Dotson, McLaurin, game planning for this Washington offense in 2023 is going to be difficult because who do you stop? Who do you key in on? Who do you try to focus in on? And and I think Eric Bieniemy is going to do the best he can to put these guys in position to be successful. Not to say Scott Turner didn't. Clearly, though, the track record of Eric Bieniemy much stronger other than the track record of Scott Turner. The quarterback position, though, I think really has been the biggest difference maker uh, for Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. I know it's much easier to call plays for Patrick Mahomes than it's going to be to call plays for Sam Howell. Uh, but I still expect you know, Eric Bieniemy to be able to get the best out of Sam Howell in this offense. I feel like when we saw Sam Howell last year in that Week 18 game against Dallas, Scott Turner schemed up one of his best game plans of the year, featuring the quick game, allowing Sam Howell to go out and be a pseudo point guard, right, and basically just getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers and letting them do the rest. I think you'll see more of the same of that in 2023 with Sam Howell, but I do expect uh, Eric Bieniemy to try to feature the mobility of Sam Howell more, right? That's the thing that I feel like we all sleep on when it comes to Sam Howell. We saw him, you know, show some show some flash as a runner in that uh, final preseason game against uh, the Baltimore Ravens, but then we didn't see him again until Week 18. I fully expect uh, next year that we're going to see heavy heavy implements of this RPO offense. We're going to see a lot of read option, basically. The, the idea and the name of the game for 2023 when it comes to this commander's offense is do whatever you can to ensure the success of Sam Howell and everything else will fall in place. I understand that we have premier weapons at the wide receiver spot, but you still got to create some balance. That's why I think this running back room of Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, they stand to benefit as well, uh, specifically Antonio Gibson, man. Look at how this group used Jarek McKinnon last year and scoring a touchdown in seven straight games to close out the regular season. Antonio Gibson's got that type of ability, and I think you can feature Gibson more as a traditional receiver than you can uh, Jarek McKinnon because of Gibson's ability to run the full route tree, man. This is a converted wide receiver turn running back uh, from the University of Memphis, so we'll see uh, whether or not Eric Bieniemy can get the most out of Antonio Gibson. I do know this, though. Expect this offense to be dynamic. I, I really do. I don't, think, I don't think we'll see them score 30, 32 points a game like the Kansas City Chiefs but I expect them to be at least a middle-of-the-pack offense, which is definitely a damn improvement uh, over what they've been in the years past under Scott Turner. Uh, 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Trying to take the temperature of this Washington Commanders fan base. The biggest move to me of the Ron Rivera era happened this weekend with him hiring Eric Bieniemy to be the team's next offensive coordinator. What do you think about the move? 1-800-636-1067. This number, Mike's in Manassas. What's going on, Mike? Hello. How you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, you really stole my thunder with that Antonio Gibson <laughs> thing. That's exactly what I was just saying to the guy on the phone. If you look at him, does it make sense to have Curtis Samuel running up the middle? No, you have somebody in Antonio that can do it and has size, and he doesn't have, well, I mean, doesn't have quite have the history injury that uh, Samuel does, but he was a wide receiver. And if you look at his size and speed, he is taller and way faster than an A.J. Brown. He is 
way faster than a Kelsey. I think the enemy can use him. Plus, I think the I think they need to actually, as a whole, do some real planning because I think the danger of of, of counting on Hal to be the man and putting all your chips in that basket is a little dangerous. If you look at the defensive line, there's no way. Do you agree that we cannot pay all four of them the money that correct? You know, all right. So if you if you approach it that way. You're gonna have. You're not gonna be able to sign one. And I forgot to say, I don't want to lose them like we did Sheriff and Williams and right. Cousins, where we get nothing in return. So you trade one now. And here's the key. I would even trade Curtis Samuel because I think uh, Deami Brown can can pick up and be a, a, a quick short. Hey, Mike, uh, I, I don't know about trading Curtis Samuel, Mike. I appreciate the call. Curtis Samuel may be the other big beneficiary uh, of Eric Bieniemy coming here to Washington. The thing that I think will benefit the enemy and this offense is Washington's got a couple dudes who can play a couple different positions, right? We know Antonio Gibson and his ability to play running back and to play uh, in the slot as well as a wide receiver. Curtis Samuel's got the exact same skill set. With all the speed that Washington has offensively, I can only imagine, man. That's why I didn't get when folks were slamming the enemy for making the move. It's not like he's going to a place void of weapons, Right. He is going to have complete autonomy of this group, and he's going to get to shape this offense in his vision. The only holdup that a lot of folks have about Eric Bieniemy coming here is the quarterback position. And I'm here to tell you, man, look, I'm not saying Sam Howell's going to come out next year and be a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League, but I'm telling you now, based off of what we've seen in college, based off of what I saw in training camp, and what we saw in the one start week 18 against Dallas, if you insulate the rest of the offense around Sam Howell and play to this young man's strengths, he's got tons of talent, right? He's not, you know, some 6'5", uber-physically-gifted quarterback, but he's enough. He's enough. I compare Howell to a souped-up Taylor Heineke, and I don't even mean to be disrespectful to Howell by saying that because the arm isn't even comparable. The running ability isn't comparable either. They're just comparable from a size standpoint. But when you look at Hal and what his strengths are, I think Eric Bieniemy and the plan that he has on offense, I'm sure it's going to be tailored to those strengths. But Hal has the it factor to me as well, man. The ability to make something out of nothing and create plays off schedule. All that matters. All that matters a ton. The biggest thing and the biggest reason why I think Sam Howell will have success next year, though, is because he'll finally be in an offense to where they're actually playing to his strengths. Right, he's got the weapons. You see the mobility. It's all about whether or not the enemy is going to be able to consistently concoct a game plan to where they're featuring him in every way possible. And I think, based off of the track record of EB, that shouldn't be too much to ask. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. You can tweet at me as well at n e l l underscore b t p. Ed is in Springdale. What's going on, Ed? Hey, Linnell, how are you? Good man. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, good, good, good. So um, I, I think uh, uh, EB, uh, Eric Enemy is a slam dunk uh, for us. And I think he's got, like you said, some tremendous weapons. People are sleeping on Howard. The folks who just get caught up in him being a fifth-round draft choice should look at the stats. Yeah. He had the fourth, fourth most passing yards of any uh, D1 QB in 2020. He had the third most rushing yards of anyone, any D1 QB in 2021. Yep. This is a kid who has talent, and folks need to understand that. I think 
one thing they need to do in the draft is get like a dominant tight end, perhaps like a Michael uh, Meyer, someone like that, maybe a Darnell Washington. They're good to go. Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy, the the only thing I'll I'll push back on and say about the tight end position, being out there at training camp, this was exposed to me, that tight end group as as currently constructed is full of weapons. The only thing – that for fans and why you might not feel that way is Scott Turner did not feature these tight ends at all last year. And I was shocked by that because remember during training camp, Jahan Dotson was the star of camp, right? Carson Wentz and Terry right. McLaurin, you know, didn't have that rapport yet because Terry McLaurin skipped out on the offseason program trying to get that money. But Jahan Dotson was the one making plays all training camp. And if it wasn't Dotson, right. it was number 85 Cole Turner, the rookie out of Nevada. So definitely uh, expect him to take a big right. forward next year. The, the only thing about about uh, Cole Turner and and Bates, Bates blocks well. Turner catches well, so they're not complete. I, I think Mayer is more of a complete, uh, and and maybe Turner will grow over the the summer, and he'll come back and he'll be that blocker, you know, that we need. But right now, that's not his his his, uh, his strength. I appreciate the call, Ed, but to push back a little bit as to what Ed said, if you look at Washington's film from the season, Cole Turner, to me, second best blocking tight end on this team. I know it's not saying much because Logan Thomas doesn't block anybody, but you saw them constantly, you know, using him as that sift tight end, so to speak, where they were motioning him across the formation and having him crack down on guys. He showed a toughness that I just didn't think he had in him. When you go back and watch the college tape, this was a, premier receiving threat at Nevada. We saw it in camp as well. But the thing I loved about Cole Turner, man, why I think he's got the most upside of anybody in that tight end room, he's a tough-ass man. He's willing to put his face in there uh, and go block some people, and, and that matters. Uh, coming up, we'll take a quick time out. Darren Haynes, sports anchor over at WUSA 9, set to join us next. He's got the latest uh, on the sale of the Washington Commanders. Plus, we'll find out all the details about how the hell the Washington Commanders were able to secure the services of Eric Bieniemy. That's coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us right now, though, on the BetQL guest hotline, 
is Darren Haynes, the sports director over at WSA 9. Darren, what's going on, my man? What's going on, brother? Happy Sunday to you. Happy Sunday to you. I know you're on the road. I appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time, man. You have been a busy man over the past few weeks, and it really heightened this week <laughs> with the uh, <laughs> with the Eric Bieniemy news coming to fruition. You were all over it on Friday, man. If you could, in a nutshell here, give us the ins and outs of how the hell Washington got Eric Bieniemy to D.C. Um, well, geez, I guess you got to go back a, a few weeks, but, you know, talking to a couple sources and, and agents as well, you know, they're going through all their interview process, but they really wanted to wait until, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs ended their playoff run to interview Eric Bieniemy. And finally, you know, after the playoff run ended with the Super Bowl, that was that opportunity to really take uh, to really try to get a quality offensive coordinator in this building. And I will say, you know, from the people that I spoke to during this process before it became finalized, like the building was excited. Um, yeah. Inside that building was excited to get this guy. They knew he was going to be a game changer. This could be a guy who, who you know, there's obviously there's a lot of negativity surrounding around the franchise and the people inside the building right now are trying to change that. Right. And this can be one of those guys who can really – bring this franchise to the next level in regards to positivity in regards to success on the offensive side of things. Um, and essentially, you know, one of the things that we kind of uh, were looking at as the process was going on was basically this, the commander sort of gave, you know, Eric Bieniemy the works because they really wanted him. Think of like a top recruit, a five-star recruit, one of the top in the nation. And he's going on a recruitment trip. Like right. you want to give him the works and, and, you know, one of my sources I was talking to, one of the cool things that stood out the most was was that Jason Wright, the team president, it, you know, grew up in the same uh, area as Eric Bieniemy. Obviously, they're different. there's an age difference. I believe it's about 10 years. But, you know, his high school, Jason Wright's high school is about 13 miles away from where Eric wow. Bieniemy's high school was. So they flew Jason Wright in, who was in L.A., to D.C., to help close the deal, sort of like one of those like homeboy type of things, like, hey, homie, you know what I'm saying? We right. can go to the 7-Eleven on, on Main Street and <laughs> Malcolm X Drive. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, come on, let's go make some things happen uh, in D.C. And, and once I knew that he was staying a second night, yeah. I never heard of – and, and it could, some of the other coordinators may have stayed a second night, but I didn't hear that. Right. I was like, okay, something something's up, up here. Something is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, from the sources that I, that I've been talking to, man, they, they're excited. This guy is, is in the building. If, if you can, Darren, for a second, you know, peel the curtain back and take us into some of the conversations that were had over the past two days. Cause I know, uh, one of the holdups was, you know, Dar- uh, excuse me, not Darren, Eric Bianami having to, you know, reach out to some of the folks already under contract on Washington staff and have conversations and go through that process to see who he wants to keep. Are you of the yep. mindset and understanding that he's going to get have the full autonomy to create his own offensive staff here? Yeah, that's 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 exactly what it is. Um, on I believe it was early Friday because man, my Thursday Friday <laughs> it was Probably at all blend together, together. <laughs> and, and, and Friday Friday was my off day. Man, I'm I'm driving to to, off, to Connecticut to go see my family, and 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 I'm I'm using both phones while driving, using my knee to, <laughs> to steer. Don't tell anybody, but uh. But yeah, that was that was one of the things that he was meeting with, uh, you know, coaches on that staff and and seeing what the structure was like, seeing who was who. Because one of the things that he that he wanted, and I, and I think Washington was okay giving him that um, control of the offense, because yeah. obviously when he was in Kansas City, that was like the big thing. Like he didn't call the plays all the time. He didn't really have that full control. And I think in order for 
Eric Bieniemy to to leave the team that just won their second Super Bowl in four, in four years uh, to come all the way to D.C. He needed to have himself in a position that was better than the one that he left, and right. and that's why you have that uh, assistant head coach, um, and, and then he has full control of the offense and and determining on okay who's going to be on my staff, who's going to stay, who's going to leave. Um, he has full control over that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what a big a deal it is, but I remember when ESPN laid me off and I came down to D.C. and one of the things that the WSA offered me was like, hey, we want you to be the sports anchor, but we'll also make you the sports director. That changed everything. Right. Like, that means I do the hiring and the firing and I dictate my schedule. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. That, that's, that's a different it's groove. It's huge. And I'm glad that you were able to, to divulge some of those details, Darren, because I have been, I don't know if frustrated is too strong of a word, but... Me and you are, as people of color, man, are very, you know, understanding of what the NFL's got going on with its hiring practices. And a lot of people, you know, whether it's fair or not to the commanders, we're looking at this as a, a downgrade for Eric Bieniemy because you're going from one of the most well-run organizations and not just the NFL but all the professional sports in the Kansas City Chiefs to come here to Washington to be under a head coach and Ron Rivera who doesn't have long-term job security. To me, and yeah. I, based on the details you just laid out, I don't consider it a lateral move. I think it's a boss move if you're Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, it, it it is a boss move, but I still let's let's just keep it real, man. Yeah, it's a move Eric Bieniemy did not have to make. Right, he shouldn't. This is a move but, Eric Bieniemy. Let me let me say that uh, should have should have never have been to. in a position to make. It right. should have never happened. Right, it should have never happened. He should have been a head coach a couple years ago. Um, unfortunately, you know, the narrative was out there. He didn't interview well. Talking to all the the, the sources that I had, he did a damn good job. Right. Um, and and then all of a sudden the the, the 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 he's not calling all the plays on offense all the time, um, and so unfortunately that then it turns into the interviewing seventeen times for a head coach for for sixteen different teams, which is man that that's unheard of. Right. And I get it. The 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 NFL they they try to do all these things to try to hire minority coaches and stuff like that, but obviously we're not even close to where it should be. Yeah. Um. But uh, but this was Eric Bieniemy was in a spot, and let's let's look at it. Let's try to empathize with him for a little bit. He, we all know he has the qualifications to be a head coach, but he had to go the length to leave a Super Bowl championship team yeah. to join a team that basically didn't has not had any playoff success in God knows how long, in order to put him in a position to be a head coach, which he wants to be. That's a huge sacrifice, but it also puts you in the in the in the head of Eric Bieniemy right. of like how much he wants to be a head coach and how like the NFL has not put him in a position to be in a, a head coach. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it's one of the <clears throat> biggest malpractices in all the National Football League that he's not a head coach. And I gave these these numbers earlier, Darren. Tell me what you think about this. Uh, so during the five seasons that Eric Bieniemy was the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, 23 NFL teams had head coach openings. Only two of those organizations end up hiring a black coach. So it kind of speaks to, you know, how much more difficult it is as an African-American to become a head coach in this league and really the way that they move the goalpost, so to speak, when it comes to some of these candidates. Like you said, we've heard that he didn't interview well. You heard the teams were talking about him not calling plays. Well, if you look at Doug Peterson, he didn't call plays before he got the job in Philly. Nick Sirianni didn't call the plays before he got the job in Philly. So. Clearly, the NFL. There's a, there's a long, there's a long, the there's a long list of guys yeah. just like that that got head coaching jobs. I did a, I did a, a study and a report a few years ago, man, and and the way people are, and this is this is this is the same, and this is like a, you know, 
nation issue. This is this isn't right. just an NFL thing. People hire people that they're comfortable with, that they can sort of relate to. It's a it's a reason why, you know, people group themselves, you know, at a lunch table because they have right. like ideals, or or why some people go to bars and some people go to clubs, and it's people are comfortable who they're comfortable with, no matter. Um, what their qualifications are. And when it comes to down to the NFL, I mean, look at most of the, the owners. I said most of the owners. Shoot, oh. all the owners. <laughs> None of them are African-American. Yeah. Uh, so, so you get what I'm saying? When you, wanna, when you want some head coach to come in and take over your franchise, you want to get to know them really well. Um, they, they want you to, they want to feel comfortable with you. And, and not all the time, uh, they, these owners or people who are doing the hiring and the firing in the building feel comfortable with an African-American owner, despite his resume, qualifying to be a uh, a great NFL coach. Joined right now by Darren Haynes. He's the sports director and sports anchor over at WUSA 9. Darren, what, what did you hear about Eric Bieniemy and how fond he is, so to speak, of this Washington Commanders roster? Because uh, the other talking point that you know some folks in the NFL circles were saying is, man, he's really going to go from Patrick Mahomes to Sam Howell? Uh, based on your you know reporting, do, do you think that you know he's happy with Sam Howell and he's okay with Howell being the guy going in? So I'm 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 gonna put this 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 thing in the back of my head that's wondering like is there is there a move that Washington's gonna make to get a quarterback that 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 they're like you know what Eric we're about to get this guy he's gonna be your your quarterback that this not that's this is just all speculation I had a okay. dream about it okay but I'm just wondering it could have been a selling point right but right. let's put that to the side that's not factual stuff um, what is facts what is a fact though is. All the agents that I've spoken to and assistant co- uh, and coaches who are trying to interview for the offensive coordinator position, the talk was that Sam Howell was going to be that main quarterback. And and then, you know, Taylor Heineke, in the conversations I have with him, and I tell people this all the time, like Taylor Heineke told me that when Sam Howell arrived at uh, OTAs after he was drafted, Taylor was like, oh, he noticed he was special. Like he was, yeah. he was definitely that, that difference maker. Um, and, and he was like, this is a guy who can lead this franchise moving forward. He's really actually just that good. We just don't see it during the media portion of practice because we only get to see usually when they're stretching right. <laughs> and maybe just doing some individual drills. Um, and the thing with Taylor Heineke, which was so impressive, was, you know, Taylor obviously wants to be – he loves starting in the offense, but he was even cool with just like, bro, just make me the backup, have Sam Howell lead this franchise because I know he can, and we can be really successful here. So – so forget like what I say or what I feel. You you're talking about people within that building that yeah. speak so highly mm-hmm. of Sam Howell um, that it must be enough. Unless that little thing in my my brain that I'm thinking could happen, which yeah. is not factual stuff. Um, ah, that I don't know if I enemy, believe you all the way on that, Dan. But but I, but I'll but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, no, but like they could, you know, obviously. Eric Bieniemy has probably faith in Sam Howell after talking to all the people to really commit to an offensive coordinator position here in D.C. Yeah, I think Sam Howell is something that was intriguing. The the skill position group that Washington has out at wide receiver definitely uh, probably intrigued Eric Bieniemy as well. Uh, he's set to talk for the first time. His introductory press conference Thursday at 11, p- at 11 a.m. in Ashburn. Do you know if Ron Rivera will be available during that time? Uh, I I do not know. Um, but, I yeah, I, I, I do not know. But usually when you have a, a, a situation where, like, a player comes in or something like that, the coaches. The coach is usually there, but I, I, I'll have to figure that out. I do not know. The, well, but I'll be shocked if he's not. Yeah. But I'll be shocked if he's not. 
uh, the reason I asked that, Darren, is because the number one question I, I anticipate Ron Rivera getting is, you've been telling people going into 2023 that Sam Howell is going to be the guy. Well, why didn't we see him until week 18 of the regular season last year? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. So that is a great question. I think. Yeah, I, I, I think I think a lot of it also has to do with the Heineke was balling out when they changed their season around, and then all of a sudden he kind of had a little bit of a decline. And Carson Wentz was healthy, and and Ron made that decision to go with Carson Wentz, which obviously everybody knows, and I'm sure he probably knows. Yeah. Like I made the wrong move there. Right. Um, and by that time, you know they're out of the playoffs and there's nothing you can do. And so that's when they put Sam Howell in rather than putting Sam Howell making his first NFL start in a, in a position where you're trying to fight to get an NFL, NFL spot. Now I bet you any money though, if Taylor Heineke struggled when he went in for Carson Wentz, I think we would have saw Sam Howell, but Carson, but, hmm, but yeah. Taylor Heineke turned the team around where right. there was no reason to put Sam Howell in. Definitely. And wins the wins were stacking up and Washington was in route to, you know, a playoff berth, but, uh, we all know how the season ultimately ends. I know you've been all over the ownership situation as well. I saw a report uh, that you had on Friday night that another prospective bidder uh, was in the building in Ashburn this past week and visiting. If you can, you can give us some more on that situation. Uh, well, just the the question that everybody keeps asking, the the, the team is really for sale, um, and it's still for sale. Right. Um, and it's and it's something that's that's going to happen. Um, the, the team will be sold. It just depends on uh, who's going to be the person to pay the uh, to hit that price tag and, and purchase the team. Um, but uh, yeah, the there was a there was a, there have been at least four uh, people who have bid on the team uh, where they kind of do like a a tour of the facility and stuff like that. Like if you buy a house, you go to the right. house and you have your 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 open house, your showing of the house and stuff like that to see what you're going to purchase. Um, very very similar to that. And, um, yeah, they've had at least four. There was one on Friday, which I thought was interesting that, you know, Eric Bieniemy is getting his job done while this potential owner is also yeah. in the same, uh, same area. I wonder if they cross paths, Had you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so the, the, the sale of the team is real. Uh, that's, that's the best way I can put it. I, I wish I can share more information on what I do know. Cause I know more. Yeah. Oh, I got you. But that time will come, but the team is for sale. Well, the one thing and people let... are, are interested in it. I'll let you go on this, Darren. Do you have any update on the potential timeline of when this thing can happen? That and, and that's hard to tell because you can. There's obviously a, a there's a number that that Dan Snyder wants his his team franchise to be sold at, and you know obviously right. it's up in the seven billions. Um, you know, someone can swoop in and say, "I want nine million. Bam, it's sold tomorrow. Right. Um, so so it's all so it's hard to dictate how long it will actually take, but one of the timelines that I know a lot of people are waiting for, and I'm sure some of the other NFL owners are waiting for to kind of get this deal done. Cause you know, according to a couple sources, you know, they're, they're ready to, to move past this. They're ready to, mm. to kind of get out of the Snyder era and, 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 and move forward in, in the oh, NFL yeah. it, is that this NFL owners meeting, um, which is at the end of the month of March out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, so, but something would need to be sold pretty quickly, quickly because usually about a couple of weeks they'll have they, like you have to go through a process where you have to um, talk to like a financial board who has to approve the money and the sale and stuff like that. Right. Usually a couple of weeks and then it's put on the agenda and then the owners uh, have to vote on it. Uh, so so you're looking at your timeline for something to, for it to be approved by the next NFL owners meetings. 
maybe a a sale has to happen maybe mid March, mm. maybe maybe a week earlier than that, and and you're literally we're almost you know we're almost through the month of February here. It's so <laughs> so time yeah time is counting down pretty quickly. It definitely is, man. It'll be one of the most groundbreaking days here in, in the city that we've had in a while, man. I can't wait to talk to you further about it. I appreciate you giving me some time, my man. All right, no problem, my man. That is Darren Haynes, WUSA nine sports director. Make sure you. Give him a follow on the old bird app at Darren M. Haynes. You can follow him on Twitter uh, at Darren M. Haynes. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. If you're on the line, stay there. We'll take your calls. Uh, but with the commanders hiring Eric Bieniemy, the 2023 offseason in full swing. Uh, when we get back, I'll tell you some key dates coming up on the NFL calendar and why Washington has a big decision to make coming up in about 48 hours or so. Your calls plus the NFL timeline next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Right now, I want to continue to take your calls. 1-800-636-1067. I will react to some of the nuggets that Darren Hayne gave us uh, in the last segment. But I want to continue to take the temperature of this Burgundy and Gold fan base, man. Over the weekend, the Washington Commanders coming to terms with former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, He'll become uh, Washington's next offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. How you feeling? Because for me personally, man, slam dunk hiring. I feel like this could be the first of many moves we'll see hap- happen this offseason that really springboards this franchise in the right direction, including uh, the sale of this football team. Mike P. is in D.C. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Linnell? Thanks for taking my call this afternoon. Those are some great points, and it got me thinking that um, what, what's the carrot that Coach Bieniemy, you know, they, they dangled out in front of him? So, in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, the enemy is a running back first. Mm-hmm. He was a killer running back in college, right? So he's got to feel like, hey, what's the running back core over here with the commanders? We know we got Robinson is a beast, man. I went to three games. I went to the Philly win, and they slammed, they slammed, he slammed linebackers in the D-line miserably. That's why the Philly couldn't win. Right. And then I was at the, the Falcons and, and the Giants games, and same thing, except when Coach Turner got away from the running game and he put it on Heineke. Right. And that's when things kind of went off the rails. But anyway, my point is, I think the enemy, outside of what you were talking about, you know, getting an opportunity, you know, to move forward, yes. And what's the running game? He's got to feel good about the running game. And then, and then you talked about receivers all afternoon. So there's a package here for this man. And, you know, I just don't think Scott Turner got enough out of the running game in terms of I didn't see a lot of wheel routes. I'm totally sure Robinson agree. would crush would crush corners coming off the wheel. And I didn't see enough of that. I'm like, you know, t- take this dude would take people out. 
So it was it was a, a great move. I think we should be excited about this man coming in here who knows what he's doing. And I, I think I, I got nothing but love for Coach Bienemy. I'm, I'm a longtime fan. I was I was born back in Lombardi days. Oh, wow. I've seen it all. Yeah, man. <laughs> Literally. I've seen it all. It's, yeah, bro. And so it's like, okay, where are we going this time? This is a good move, and we should be excited about it. So that's that's the point I wanted to make. Yeah, I you agree know, with I you think, I think I, Appreciate the call, my man. Yeah, I think – you know, Mike echoes the sentiments of a lot of DC fans out here, man. This is this is a big deal for us, man. And I know over the years we've had some big time free agent signings that didn't pan out, but this feels like the biggest hire to me, credibility wise, since Mike Shanahan. I remember when Mike Shanahan was hired back when I was in middle school. That happened. I remember going into the boys' locker room and we even made a old jingle about it. We got Mike Shanahan. We got Mike Shanahan. So this is. This is similar because when's the last time Washington's brought somebody in with this type of track record, man? I think uh, the last caller put it put it astutely, man. What what carrot did they dangle out in front of Eric Bieniemy? And I personally think, man, you don't have to dangle a carrot. There's enough here in Washington for you to go and say, hey, look, if I'm given the complete autonomy with the talent that we've got on this roster, you know, we should be able to make some things shake. Let's go to James in Upper Marlboro. What's going on, James? Well, now what's going on, buddy? What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So, good, perfect subway. Um, the carrot, I think they dangled. This is my own conspiracy theory. I think they pretty much dangled saying, hey, regardless, new owner or not, if the new owner comes in and gives me till the five years, cool. If not, that new owner is probably going to elevate Eric B. Enemy to head coach. And here's the reason why. I think they have to have good graces. Whoever this new owner is coming in, they're going to be high profile because this is one of the grandfather teams of the NFL. And it's going to look like a really good PR move if they give the enemy the head coaching gig and give him like a three-year deal. Not five, but just give him a three-year deal. But then think about that. Think think, think about it, James. Think about it. Think about the backlash Mm -hmm. folks would have if Eric Bieniemy only got three years here in D.C. Come on. True, true. No, okay. Give him a five-year deal. That's true. But it'll be such good PR, especially with, again, NFL saying they want diversity, promoting black coaches, blah, blah, blah. So for the new owner, especially if the enemy can hit the ground running, it's a win-win because he doesn't have to totally do a major reset. The key will be, though, what's going to happen to the Rio. The Rio, he's with Ron. And yep. both their times are going to be up at the same time. Does Rio want to stay on for another five years? Or do we just promote from within, within and get a new defensive coordinator? That defense see, has to stay legit. Yeah, I appreciate the call, James. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP, man. We're continuing to react to the big news of the weekend, the Washington Commanders will have a new signal caller, a new guy pushing the buttons offensively in 2023 as they were able to come to terms with former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. 1-800-636-1067. want to take your calls on this next. Eric Bieniemy going to be the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders in 2023. Little's in D.C. What's going on, Little? Big fella, man. Thank you for taking my call. Yep. Yes, sir. Man, look, man, I got up this morning. They left Planet Fitness, got my little workout in, so mm-hmm. I tweeted, man. 
<clears throat> well, I say, wow. What you eat? What you laughing at, big fella? I get it in. Hey, oh, man, get it in, man. Look, I ain't mad at you. Go ahead. Hey, look. I, hey, look. Good day like today. I'm gonna be over at the stadium later on. Check out the defenders. But yes, uh, Anacostas, Anacostas is the spot, man. You got about twelve pull-up balls down there, Lanier. <laughs> hey, but look, I tweeted. Let me get off. I tweeted. Lord, I said I tweeted. Wow, I like like to see Waller in this in this offense as the big tight end down in the with the Raiders. Oh, Waller. His, yeah, yeah. His his significant one is from this area. And really? guess what? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found out that too. In Kansas City, let him go. So he's a free agent. This man is all coming to fruition, man. He's a free agent this year. Man, could you imagine the big tight end in that offense with the weapons we got? Wait, you hey, saying, look. Oh, no, no. He's talking about Darren Waller of the Raiders. I don't think he's a free agent. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Ronald's in D.C. Roland's in D.C. What's going on, Roland? Roland. Yes. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, man. Hey, look, I'm going to come at this thing from a different angle, man. Sure. I think it's a bad move for the enemy personally because it's a no-win situation. Everything this organization has touched since 99, since Snyder took over, the, the uh, every, everything they touch has gone down here from coaches to players, man. It's a no-win for him because if he comes here and he fails, everybody's going to be like, see, we told you. And he's not bringing Mahomes or, you know, Edwards Elair or any of them receivers with him over here or the tight end. And everybody's just going to be like, see, we told you. It was it was Reed all the time. It wasn't the enemy. And then you look at it like, well, having a quarterback here, we got a couple of receivers, we got the backs. But what if he where's the win in it for him? I just don't see it. Hey, I appreciate the call, Roland. I, I, I hear that 110%, and that's what a lot of national folks have been saying. What's the benefit for Eric Bianami coming here? Because if he fails, if he fails, then that just pushes him back down, further down the list of being a next head coach. But then if he has success, what does that really mean? The thing that Eric Bianami was attracted to here in Washington was the complete autonomy that he's going to have on that side of the football. He is going to be the decision maker on the offensive side of the ball who plays really who they go after in free agency, I'm assuming. I'm assuming he is going to have the complete keys to what Washington does offensively. If you're Eric, that's all you've been asking for, right? I know you want to be a head coach, but the difference in what he's going to be asked to do here in D.C. compared to what he was doing in Kansas City is night and day, man. you got to take an opportunity like this, especially if your goal is really to be a head coach. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Clearly being the offensive coordinator, for Andy Reid in Kansas City, was not going to get him a head coaching job. Or guess what? It already would have happened. We'll switch gears when we come back. We'll take a quick timeout. Uh, Chase Hughes of NBC Sports Washington set to join us. We'll switch things over to the hardwood. The D.C. family, your Washington Wizards, uh, they went into the All-Star break on a good note. Bradley Beal had a couple stellar performances. How do we expect them to perform in the second half of the season? We'll ask Chase Hughes all that and more next as the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.